0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is our final boarding call and the doors will be
1: closed. Oh man, I've been mean, looking forward to going to Epcot today. So what happens if we get lost? So where are we going to meet up at?
0: We're all going to meet up at the Showcase lagoon. La-
2: lagoon. Lagoon? Lagoon. Lagoon? Like peanuts? No, no. no, no. Lagoon. Lagoon. A
1: water. A- yeah, you know where it's at, right? No. Like right in the middle of the park?
2: So... you know what a
1: lagoon is? It's not even close to being a peanut.
2: I know what a lagoon is.
1: Welcome to the Diz His Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe. I'm Alex. And I'm Adam. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DizHis65. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and write us a review. Let's know how we are doing and what we could do better. So this is going to be episode two, and today we're going to be talking about the big golf ball, the iconic ride at Epcot, Spaceship Earth. So uh, does anyone know what Epcot stands for?
2: I have an idea, but I can't remember exactly what it means.
0: See, now this one always confused me because I get paid on Wednesday, so it didn't make any sense. But I always heard every paycheck comes on Thursday.
1: My paycheck comes on Friday, so that can't be true. But it actually stands for the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. So um, EPCOT is uh, probably one of my favorite parks. Uh, I like all the different events that you know that they have at EPCOT, like the Food and Wine, the Arts Festival the flower and garden festival and they they just keep on you know expanding them and uh they keep on making making them longer and they keep on adding more and more things to do so um adam how about you do you like epcot
0: yeah definitely for all the events i throw any time i get to try a new drink or new food around the world i'm
1: definitely in how about you uh, alex
2: uh epcot's actually my least favorite park out of all of them i'm not a foodie i uh, don't go there to eat i go to ride rides And Epcot has probably the worst rides of all the parks.
1: So today's episode, we are going to go over the history of Spaceship Earth. So we're actually gonna do a history lesson on a ride that gives us a history lesson. Let's get to the his.
2: Spaceship Earth is a geodesic sphere that is the iconic structure of Epcot at Disney World. Inside the sphere is a dark ride attraction that takes guests through the time machine-themed experience. The ride lasts 15 minutes and goes over the advancements of human civilization and communication throughout history and how the advancements shaped the world. The ride starts out in prehistoric times, then travels forward to witness important breakthroughs in communications throughout history. The iconic epcot ball is similar in texture to united states pavilion from expo 67 in montreal it is different in that spaceship earth is a complete sphere supported by three pairs of legs the design of spaceship earth was created by the wallace floyd design group the structural designs of both expo 67 and spaceship earth were completed by simpson Gumpertz and heger inc of boston massachusetts spaceship earth is derived from the class 2 geodesic polyhedron with frequencies and division equal to 8. Each face of the polyhedron is divided into three isosceles triangles to form each point. In theory, there are 11,520 total isosceles triangles, forming 3,840 points. Because of doors and supports, some of those triangles are partially or fully non-existent. Due to the supports and doors, There are only 11,324 silvered facets with 954 partial or full flat triangular panels.
1: So, Adam, uh, you wanted to say something about the dimensions here?
0: Yeah, I actually had a question. Do any of you guys know about how much the ball would
1: weigh if you added up everything? I'm guessing maybe like 500 pounds.
2: 500 pounds? Uh, How about 18 elephants? 18, are
0: these African bull elephants or just like some Asian elephants?
2: Uh, African because they're bigger than Asian.
0: Okay. Well, actually, it weighs 16 million pounds. That was close, right? Yeah. 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 Somewhere around that. That's there. not
1: too bad. You were pretty close, I think.
0: <laughs> Price is right. You know, rules. He went. Alex wins. Okay. Um, And the ride is actually, uh, square footage-wise, smaller than the Seas Pavilion.
2: The Seas Pavilion. So,
0: yeah.
1: what you're saying is that you can fit that ball inside nemo's little play area there
0: that is actually what i'm saying yeah
1: that's that's crazy
0: it's like a whole new world inside of a world
1: so i wonder if it goes by volume though so i wonder you know it's kind of like if it's the volume of
0: right because the tank isn't actually the you know like 180 feet that the ball is so yes mm-hmm. it's the square footage wise
1: okay so it could be like the width of the whole thing whatever yeah, yeah. If you
0: were to able to liquefy it and it was solid and dump it into the aquarium, it would not fill up the aquarium.
2: The appearance of being a monolithic sphere is actually an illusion. Spaceship Earth has two structural domes. Six legs are supported on pile groups that are driven up to 160 feet into Florida's soft Earth. The legs support a steel box shaped ring that is the sphere's perimeter. The upper structural dome sits on this ring. Trusses inside the ring supports two helical structures of the ride and show system. Below the ring, a second dome is hung from the bottom, completing the spherical shape. The ring and trusses form a table-like structure that separates the top dome from the bottom dome. There is a drainage system on the geodesic sphere. The system is designed so when it rains, no water pours off the sides onto the ground. But instead, the water is channeled into the World Showcase Lagoon. Oh, what is the World Showcase Lagoon? I don't remember seeing that on the map. Which
0: is proof that Epcot is Alex's least favorite park. Joe, would you like to explain to him? I don't
2: think I know any lagoon or lake's name at any park.
1: You don't know like Bay Lake or anything like that? Seven Seas Seas Lagoon? Yeah, no. you don't know. Okay, well, so the World Showcase Lagoon. What's in the middle of all the countries?
2: Like a lake, not a lagoon.
1: (laughs) What's the lagoon then?
2: I actually don't know.
1: (laughs) Well, it's like, it's that thing. So all the water is being funneled into that area right over there. And just to let you guys know, have you guys seen the size of the carp in that lake lagoon? Have you guys seen, there's like massive, massive fish in that, um, in the water there. Why don't they allow people to fish there? Because cause you, cause you can't do that. I mean, you can't just go fishing anywhere. I mean, I I got a lake in my backyard. I can't go fishing in it. And just so.
0: just so you know, a lagoon is just a shallow body of water separated from a larger body of water. So as long as there's water and then separation and then another body of water, that's considered a lagoon.
1: Okay. And I think, I'm not sh- 100% sure, but I think that lagoon, that waterway, whatever, it goes to Hollywood Studios, is it? I know it does connect to one of the parks, maybe.
0: When sure you go out there. in front, uh, yeah, in the back of when you go out by uh, Paris, yeah, uh, then yeah, you can take that to the Swan and Dolphin to, uh, over by Beaches and Cream and all that, and then yeah, it'll well, you eventually... know, Swan
1: and Dolphin is not Disney Resort,
0: right? It's a partner hotel. Mm-hmm. Hey, now you can actually book it through the Disney uh, through your My Experience app. I though. did not know that.
2: Spaceship Earth was designed with the help of science fiction writer Ray Bradbury who also helped write the original storyline for the ride. Spaceship Earth was a term popularized by Buckminster Fuller, who also popularized the geodastic dome.
1: Do you think uh, that Bradbury, think that's the guy who makes the purses?
0: No, uh, you're thinking of Burberry, aren't you?
1: Oh, think that's the guy who makes the, the eggs? <laughs> that's Cadbury. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, let's move on. Sorry about that.
2: Construction took 26 months. Extending upwards from the table are quadrupod structures, which support smaller beams, which form a shell of the steel skeleton. Pipes stand the aluminum skin panels away from the skeleton and provide space for utilities.
0: 26 months. That seems like a short amount of time. Uh, That's a lot accomplished in 26 months. Have you guys seen I-4? I think that's been going on a (laughs) few years.
1: (laughs) I mean, again, think about it. That, was, that this was what? How many years ago? This is like what? Forty years ago or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And it took twenty six months. And how? Like just like you're like just like you said, that's like a mile of
0: road for us. <laughs>
1: I know, right? And and not only that, though. Look at some of the rides that are being put up right now. It's taking about, nah, it's taking about that that much time. I would say about two years. You know, maybe it's a little bit shorter now.
2: I've never seen a non construction I four.
1: I'm talking about, though, like at the parks, like how long is it taking for them to build this Gardens of the Galaxy ride?
2: Gardens of the Galaxy, you
0: got going on right now. You you can see the development, the Millennium Falcon, you can see that development. You can go over to Tomorrowland, you see the Tron ride being built.
1: And Star Wars is probably being built for about two years, I would say, right? Yeah. So, I mean, even with the advancements um, in technology, I mean, back in 1980, it still took the same amount of time it takes today. So, that's how far ahead, that's how much they knew. And that's how much, like, they were so good at building things. They were so good at their jobs that it's still, it's still taking the same amount of time now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with that, actually.
2: Yeah, when you put it like that, yeah. Spaceship Earth was originally sponsored by the Bell South Company from 1982 to 1984. Bell South was broken into smaller companies in 1984, where its parent company, AT&T, became an independent company at and sponsored Spaceship Earth from 1984 to 2004. From 2005 until 2017, Siemens was a company that sponsored Spaceship Earth. Right now, there is no sponsor.
1: Spaceship Earth, here in a couple years, is rumored that it's going to go through its fifth like edition. So, maybe they might pick up another sponsor?
0: Hopefully so, uh, to help them out with the budget on upgrading some of the animatronics.
1: Well, I don't think the animatronics are that bad.
0: When you compare them like and you go over to Pirates of the Caribbean and you see the new uh Jack, you know, you know, then <laughs> yeah, I mean it looks amazing.
2: You know who sponsor sponsor it? Universal Studios.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know this is you know the animatronics to me that bring, that's part of the ride to me. Like then they're not the best, but that brings back like memories of me when I went on the ride as a kid. So right but those old animatronics i'm kind of like oh look you know it's kind of like those animatronics were still going on like walt disney was still alive so it brings me back like you know that feeling of
0: but some of the anim i mean the animatronics are old they even repurposed some of those animatronics yeah i was going to get into this later but uh do you actually what do you know what they have to do uh the hall of presidents and spaceship earth what they have in common
1: those animatronics
0: uh yeah actually the animatronics teddy roosevelt is a roman soldier uh, Get out of James here. Buchanan is actually Gutenberg. What? John Adams is a monk, and William Taft is an Egyptian.
1: So is this like the model? Right. They, okay. you know,
0: they just rebuilt the model, and then i um, hopefully for William Taft they darkened him up a little bit to be an Egyptian.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty interesting.
1: That's that's kind of a cool little fact right there.
2: On October 1st, 1982, Spaceship Earth was an opening day attraction for Epcot. Originally, the ride began as ride vehicles moved up through the ball through a lighted tunnel that was enhanced by a fog machine. It went up spiraling on a track through dark spaces featuring a series of lighted historic scenes. Spaceship Earth brings the history of communication to life through the audio-animatronic figures.
0: Yes, the ride did bring you all the way up to the top, and then there was someone
2: to turn your car around so you could view the globe you know i was going i was looking at it, trying to find the information cuz my wife mentioned it to me and i wanted to make sure it was real information before i brought it up i could not find anything well if both of us found it then
0: it's probably true uh yeah i couldn't find when the uh next re- you know when it was that it got turned into a ride mechanic that the uh, carts turned themselves but i'm sure that was not fun standing up there turning the carts
1: i think though the had an animatronic used to come out and used to turn the cart for you
0: Oh, they were so that sophisticated. it was, even, like, sophisticated?
1: Person, yeah, like, it was, was animatronic. It okay. <laughs> you probably can't pick up sarcasm through a podcast, but no. it was totally sarcastic. But
2: could you imagine walking up those stairs to get to where that place is?
1: Well, I mean, there's probably like a bunch of people that were up there for like hours, and there was probably like a station up there. I think what, like drinks or whatever, you know, like a bathroom. Yeah, but you getting, think
0: so? getting up there—that's a workout. That's the top yeah. of the ride. Have you
1: looked at those stairs as you, you go down? You don't think that they took the ride up there?
0: <laughs> Guess they could have done that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, hold on one second. Like, we're just gonna go like the first couple people who like you know. You know, who are at like work in the morning. They didn't walk. I mean, maybe they walked up the stairs, you know, probably not that bad, but they probably took the ride up there.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they uh, went past uh, safety protocol and hopped off the ride while it was moving.
1: So uh, this real qu- Yeah, you're probably right. But, you know, um, so I know it's kind of off topic a little bit there. Uh, the new Star Wars ride there. There's the money Falcon ride, right? And what's the other ride that's being built?
0: I actually have no. Clue. OK, well, there's two rides. I want right? to be surprised. I'm actually I haven't seen any videos. I haven't seen any reviews. I wanna be surprised when I go there.
1: Well I'm not gonna spoil the new one, right? I am me too because I kinda wanna be surprised a little bit too. So but there's the Money Falcon ride and there's the other ride. The other ride, you actually you ride a ride and you actually get off the ride for a little bit and you go on to another part of the ride. So I mean So it's
0: like a walkthrough experience kinda halfway I through?
1: Think, yeah, halfway through it's kinda like you get off the ride, you do something, and then you get back on another part of the ride. So it kinda reminds me of that like, this is kinda like, you know, you go up to uh, you go up Spaceship Earth and there's someone actually up there that kind of like changes the ride for you. So I, I think that kind of has like a similarity right there. Not really. Except
0: but. for they're working, you're then going back on another ride.
1: Yeah, well, you know,
2: whatever. In May 1986, the ride was given a slight remodel. The new version of the ride started off with a lighted tunnel enhanced by twinkling lights that was supposed to look like stars. The fog machine was removed. A song called Tomorrow's Child was added at the ending with projected images of children on screens.
1: It kind of reminds me of the end of um, the Living Land ride. At the end when you go into it, you kind of see the Which, children up on that the screen.
0: definitely needs a uh, remake.
1: Why a does remodel that a, the end part? Maybe. Yeah, no, the remake.
0: end. Everything else is fine until you get to that room with the stationary screens that have the same picture. The lights just come on so you see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you can get some TVs there, have the pictures change a yeah. little
1: bit. I think we're going to have to do living with the land, the history of it cuz I did the Behind the Seeds Seeds Tour. Yeah. And there's I have actually to. a lot of <laughs> Hey, that's what it's called. And I definitely recommend it cuz we I you know I did it with my wife and my son.
0: And you get some fresh
2: cucumber. Did
1: you do get You've done it before too? Yes. <laughs> Dude, did you hear about the the tree that's in the oh, We'll save it for another yeah.
2: day. I don't like cucumber.
1: <laughs> Why? How do you not like then cucumber? You can pass it, it off like, to someone else. <laughs> it tastes like nothing.
2: I don't like water cuz tastes like nothing.
1: <sighs> you are I don't even understand. And then
2: when you put cucumber in the water, oh, it tastes so good. But they both taste like nothing. That makes no sense. It
1: does have a little bit of a taste. Cucumber does have a little bit of a taste.
2: On August 15th, 1994, the ride was closed to receive a major remodel. Scenes toward the end of the ride showed a computer in a boy's bedroom, a woman's office of the 1980s, and a network operations center that were all removed from Spaceship Earth. It was replaced with a boy and a girl using the internet to communicate between America and Asia. The ride also received an updated script with a new narrator, which we will talk about later on. The ride's music was based upon Bach's Symphonia No. 2 in C minor. The ending was completely redone. The ride removed a space station scene located in the planetarium. The astronauts from the space station scene turned up in the Space Mountain. The end of the year replaced the old picture of the Earth with a new picture. The replacement of the 1982 and 1986 ending scenes of the ride with many architectural settings connected by color changing fiber optic cables and blinking lights representing electronic communication pathways spaceship earth reopened November 23rd 1994
1: that planetarium at the end do you think this is a waste like a waste of space yes it is like it's like a massive space like you don't think that can be okay well you know can, can,
0: I think that could have been two rooms. Of, you know, like the other scenes easily in that giant Oh, space. easy,
1: easy. But like I said, there, it's rumored that it's going to go through a remodel and it's, a whole bunch of stuff is going to change, I would think.
0: But I guess the whole point of that is to bring you back so you see the backed up view of Earth mm-hmm. when you're in that room. So I, you might, I mean, I guess you need the space, but it'd be nice if they had more going on. Than just seeing that static image.
1: It, it, doesn't it move. I think it moves. Like as it it's, like, it's rotating. Yeah, but
0: there's nothing else going, Like I, w- I'm trying to think right now. Do you see other planets like off in the distance? Like, Probably not. All I, I remember it, is like what? little light twinkles.
1: Well, it's 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 kind of move. It's kind of like rotating. The stars are kind of, kind of moving too. I think.
2: In the year 2000, Epcot celebrated the new millennium by adding a 25-story magic wand being held by Mickey's hand. To the side of the geodesic sphere. On top of the structure, it had the number 2000 displayed. The wand was not meant to be a permanent structure, but was planned to be connected to the sphere for about 10 years. After the Millennium celebration was over, the 2000 was replaced with the word Epcot in 2001. The Epcot script was a prototype and was different from the park's logo.
1: Sadly, I did not have, I wasn't really into Disney that part of my life. I mean, I like Disney, but I wasn't like a Disney nerd like I am now. And uh, I would have loved to see, I would have loved to see the, um, the one next to Spaceship Earth. I think that would have been awesome. To see.
0: Yeah, actually, that was when I was still in high school and I had universal passes. So same here. I've only seen the pictures.
2: On July 5th, 2007, Epcot's vice president, Jim McPhee, announced Spaceship Earth be closing to remove the wand structure. The wand was going to be removed in time for Epcot's 25th anniversary on October 1st, 2007. Siemens Spaceship's Earth sponsor at the time asked for the wand to be removed because the structure did not fit its corporate image. The wand was removed by October 1st, and components of the structure were sold on eBay.
0: So was the removal before the Epcot's 25th uh, anniversary... Just an excuse to take it down three years earlier because Siemens requested it to? Probably. Kind of shows where the money goes. You know, you do what they ask. Because you plan on having it up for 10 years, and they cut it three years short.
1: I mean, it said around 10 years, though, didn't it? So, I mean, it's seven years getting close to 10. And, I mean, in the hot sun here in Florida, I mean, it's probably taking a beating, don't you think, in the rain and the weather?
0: Well, I mean, then when you say the same about the ball... As long as you don't have red in your
2: colors, you're good in Florida. Reds fade quick.
1: Yeah, that's true, I guess.
2: During this closure, the ride had its fourth update. The update included new scenes and changes to some of the existing scenes. New costumes, special effects, and props were added. The new scenes included a Greek classroom, a scene that includes mainframe computers leading into a scene of the creation of the personal computer. New music by Bruce Broughton was added, and a new narrator for the ride was introduced. Guests were now going to be guided through history by Judy Dench. My favorite uh, scene of the ride is the creation of the personal computer and the um, 16th chapel.
0: Do you know who the man uh, working on the computer is?
1: Steve Jobs.
0: Actually, according to Disney Imagineers, it's a compilation of all who made efforts in into creating the uh pc personal computer so it's not just steve jobs it's supposed to be a little bit of everyone into the look
1: i can see how that is i mean i can see how it's like a mixture um of all of them i guess you can say i can see how it's not just one person because I i mean if you really think about it all the people at that time they all had that kind of haircut right like bill gates i think they all have very similar haircuts that was like the Haircut like that long hair, right?
0: I haven't seen their college pictures, so I don't. What, well, haircut.
1: I'm pretty sure they all look very similar. You know, sitting there eating that. What kind of pizza? do you Think that is? I, I think I kind. Of, I tried to look last time. Oh, did you? Yeah.
0: Was there a logo? Uh, I don't.
1: I don't remember. I think I was. I was there. Just trying to look to see what type of pizza that was. I think it was DiGiorno. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not delivery. <laughs> yeah,
1: it definitely wasn't delivery <laughs> back then. No, I was just joking. I think it was Pizza Planet, actually. That
0: would be really cool if they did that. I know. It wouldn't tie into the time frame, but it would just be a nice little uh,
2: reference. So, Joe, what's your favorite scene of the ride?
1: My favorite scene is, um, I think, the when the family's sitting around looking at the moon landing and watching Apollo 11. I think that's one of my favorite scenes.
2: Adam, what's your favorite scene of the ride?
0: I like when you go into the, I guess it would be the technology age of where the... Uh, a uh, radio broadcaster is announcing on the WDW uh, WDW mic, Walt Disney World mic. Um, and then you see the you know to the left of him is the boy that you don't see the face of, just yelling out "extra, extra."
1: He's like turned around, right?
0: Yeah, I always want to see the face. Like just turn around,
1: kid. Why is he like turn around like that?
0: Because it's supposed to be like a, if you look, that's like a street he's looking down. So instead of looking at you, he's yelling at the people, imaginary people walking down the street.
2: He's turned around, so you guys want to see his face. Yeah, that that is
1: true. I'm just wondering why he was turned around. It's like why is he not looking at us? He's supposed to be trying to sell us those newspapers. Yeah, why he's be- not looking at me. I'm not gonna buy that newspaper. Not even looking at me, man. <laughs>
0: One less animatronic they had to do. They don't have to do the mouth movement for extra, extra, over and over. I guess you're He's right. pretty loud for facing. Them. Imagine if you were in front of him. So how you guys loud tell that would be. me they don't
1: want to do the mouth move- movement for that one little kid, but they did the mouth movement so Sm- for like everyone else in that smaller head. Leave that kid out.
0: Yeah, smaller head. Know, maybe he was
2: like the last minute thing. And they're like, you know what? Let's just turn him towards the wall. They kept having issues with the mouth, and they're like, you know what? Let's just turn him towards the <laughs> wall and forget about it. It was
0: kind of like the Yeti, you know, the Yeti broke, so he put strobe light on him. Just turn the kid around. He doesn't work anymore.
2: <laughs> so far, there have been four different narrators. The first one is debated between Lawrence Dobkin, who voiced the Hall of Presidents, and Vic Perrin. However, IMDb lists Vic Perrin as the original voice from 1982 through 1986, when Walter Cronkite took over. Cronkite was preceded by Jeremy Irons, known for playing the voice of Scar in the original anime Lion King. In 2007, Judy Dench took over the role as narrator and currently still
1: is. So if I mean when they redo it, they're gonna redo another one, who do you think would be a good voice for a narrator for Spaceship Earth? Danny DeVito. Huh? Danny <laughs> DeVito. That'd be pretty good, man. <laughs> would be a good voice you think um what's his name morgan freeman star wars what's what's his name oh mark hamill
0: no uh chewbacca darth vader. darth vader
1: are you talking about james earl jones
0: james earl jones i think chewbacca
1: would be a good one
0: actually for a voice i like the guy's voice and um, all the work he's done with disney and other voiceovers is patrick warburton
1: is that the guy who's hey, hey? he
0: uh, he does the soren announcement he's the guy on soren oh talking about uh, putty
1: from seinfeld
0: I don't know. I've that's never Putty watched. from Sign. Oh, is he? Well, he was actually uh, in the cartoon version of Buzz Lightyear. He was actually Buzz Lightyear.
1: Patrick, what's his name again?
0: Patrick Warburton.
1: Yeah, a picture of his face.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. he's on Star Wars right now as the uh, robot that. Yep, Putty. T- takes you uh, the robot that's scanning all the uh, what's items. Star going Tours, through? you mean? Yeah, Star Tours.
1: What? What, what is he? What,
0: he's the robot that's scanning all the items going through. Oh. When you're in the waiting room, yeah, I think he's he's, right that, about- he's that voice.
1: Well, there's another guy also who does a lot of the voices, and in Dodgeball, he's the pirate guy. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. Does so he have a name? He's in a lot of stuff. Alan T. Dunk. Yep, that's him right there. So yeah, he—if you look, he's like Hey Hey in Marana. Oh my gosh, he's like in every Disney movie, man.
0: Big Hero Six. He, he
1: does a lot series. of voices. He's uh. Oh, Lenny he was, in Ice Age.
0: He was actually uh, Iago in uh the new Aladdin.
1: Yep. Huh? Yep. He's in Wreck-It Ralph as King Candy. He's in Frozen, Duke of Wesselton, Big Hero 6, Zootopia, Moana. He's in Rogue One. Ralph Breaks the Internet. He's in Aladdin. He's in a lot of Disney movies.
0: Well, Deadpool 2, I mean, that is a Disney movie now, right? Yeah,
1: Deadpool (laughs) 2. Well, at the time, I think it was Fox, though, right? Yeah, yeah. But now it's uh, Disney.
0: Now it's their property. Hopefully they have the edited version on the new Disney app that they're going to come out with at the end of the year.
1: The PG-13 one? Yeah. Have you seen that one?
0: No, I haven't. I want to. When it comes out on the service, I will. Mm -hmm. I can see him telling, uh, what's his name, a bedtime story. Fred Savage?
1: Yeah, Fred Savage. Like in Princess Bride? (laughs) Yep.
2: (laughs) A new interactive ending was added also. The Omnimovers now had an interactive screen where guests can choose their vision of the future. This idea resembled a similar idea to the now-closed Horizons attraction at Epcot. At the beginning of the ride, pictures are taken using facial recognition technology and the pictures are used at the end of the ride. Guests' faces are put into a virtual future narrated by Cam Clark. Visitors are also asked what part of the world they are from. This is used in the area as you exit the ride where guests' faces are put on a big screen showing where they are from.
0: I have a serious issue with the facial recognition system that they use on this. Does anyone always have giant chunks taken out of their head when they're Cause on this?
1: Because you're wearing a hat? No. Whenever Maybe. I wear a hat, I have my... Uh, it does that to me.
0: Uh, no, I, even without a hat, um, Melissa's had the same issue some, uh, quite a few times where it, big old black spots in your face. Maybe you not
2: big old
0: black it. spots in your face. That uh, uh, Next time when to check... Uh, I would just think uh, with all the technology they have, I mean, they can do it with the Haunted Mansion ride, so... I think it would be a little bit better.
1: I'm sure they're going to update that that facial recognition technology when they do the new version of the ride.
0: Do you guys choose different paths whenever you... Sometimes.
2: You do? Do Alex? As someone who doesn't like Epcot, I don't go on enough Uh. to choose different paths every time.
0: (laughs) For some reason, I want to choose a different path, but I like choosing the path. I usually choose that I like to go to the country. I always choose solar over uh, wind power. Do you do underwater or do you do space, Joe? I do space. Yeah. yeah. I like to go underwater. We haven't. I'm afraid going into
1: water, man. I'm going to drown. But there's I guess so I can also cool. kind of drown in space, too. <laughs> you well, man, drown, you can't but... breathe. It's the same thing, though. You can't breathe either way. It's the same like.
0: Drowning implies water.
1: Well, I know it implies water, <laughs> but it's like the same death pretty much. You can't breathe, right? You'll suffocate, yeah. Yeah. Actually, suffocate. I
2: think you, you'll die before you suffocate. Oh, you'll freeze, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess you're right.
2: Still sticking with space?
1: I'm going with space.
2: (laughs) On June 30th, 2017, Siemens announced they would end their sponsorship. It was announced the fireworks show Illuminations Reflections of the Earth was going to end also. The last official day of the sponsorship was on October 10th, 2017. As you exit Spaceship Earth, you exit through Project Tomorrow. The current attractions in Project Tomorrow are an illuminated globe that shows the hometown of all Spaceship Earth visitors for the day, Bodybuilder, a 3D game that has guests reconstruct a human body, Super Driver, a driving simulation video game featuring vehicle accidents and avoidance system, Power City, a large digital shuffleboard style game that has guests racing around the board to power their city, Inner Vision, a coordination and reaction time game that has similar elements to Simon and dance, dance revolution.
0: There is one thing that you did not mention on here that I guess Joe, me me and you need to do this for Alex. We can send him a digital postcard of our faces.
1: We can. I think I'm gonna do that next time.
0: Yeah, there's a little kiosk that you go, um, he'll you yeah, you scan your magic band, he'll tell you who you are and show your pictures up there and you can email it.
1: Didn't we, Alex, didn't we play one of these games? Didn't we play the um the power city?
2: Yeah, we did. I wanna play all these games, but usually when we go It's usually, we hit that right on the way out, so then everyone's ready to leave, and no one wants to hang out and just play games for 40 minutes, because I would like to hit all of them. I've only played the one we played, Mm -hmm. but I would like to do all of them as a person who loves games in general.
1: Yeah. Maybe next time we go, uh, you know, now that we're doing this podcast, maybe we can all just go, all three of us, and kind of spend a little bit more time, you know, doing some of these things.
0: And then if kids are there, we're big enough. We can shove them out of the way if they're taking too long in the games. That's yeah, another
1: issue.
2: Really it's so crowded with kids, and they take so long.
1: Well, we can just push them out of the way, like Adam said.
2: That Yeah, or yell,
1: oh, look,
0: there's a Pokemon over here.
1: Oh, good thinking. Yeah. That's a really good idea. And like,
0: Oh, look at that Bulbasaur." I don't know any Pokemon no. names except for Pikachu. Oh, you don't know any Pokemon names? <laughs> I know the basic Charmander, Pikachu. So you can say Charmander. Yeah. Oh, look at this Charizard. A, is that a That's rare like one? A, uh, huh? Is that a rare one? You gotta, you gotta yell out a
1: Charmander. Well, it is kind of rare. Ooh, I
0: mean, me! See. I saw the movie. Me too. Me too. Oh yeah, we can yell. He's a rare one, right? And yell. He's over there in the yeah. corner.
2: Looks like a naked alien. <laughs> a VIP lounge ran by the pavilion sponsor exits above the Project Tomorrow area of Spaceship Earth. Employees of the current sponsoring company and their guests can relax in the lounge while visiting Epcot. The sponsor can also hold receptions in the lounge, as well as conduct workshops and business presentations. When Spaceship Earth was without sponsorship from 2004 to 2005, the room was utilized for private events. When Siemens was a sponsor, the lounge was given the name Base 21, In 2012, the name was dropped and was known as the Siemens VIP Center. In August 2017, Siemens left the lounge and Disney took it over. Spaceship Earth is due for a major refurbishment. We are all looking forward to see what is in store for the Epcot Ball as an iconic attraction and the symbol for the Walt Disney World Park Epcot.
1: Hidden Mickeys!
0: There are five hidden Mickeys to find while on the ride and one to find after you enter Project Tomorrow. The first one will be found after the fall of Rome. Look on the floor near the three scholars. The second is on the opposite side of the room. Look in the shelving. In the next room, find the one asleep at the job for your third hidden Mickey. Just after you pass the printing press, Look on your left with the table with the candlestick on it for your hidden Mickey number four. Number five might require some light. After you pass the man working away at his homemade computer, look up as you go through the matrix styled pathway. This Mickey used to be on the red car parked outside of the shed. Once you are off the ride, there will be screens with earth and everyone's location. Look in this area to find the last hidden Mickey.
1: So are there any hidden Mickey's that didn't make the cut?
0: Uh, yeah, actually I have three that I put down. Um, there is a painting in the Renaissance area. What's it's a bowl of fruit and there's three fruits next to each other, but there's also another, I believe a banana blocking it to even make a full Mickey, but it's just, you know, three circles. Also, there is a mural outside of the ride as you're entering in, uh, on the mural, there is a spaceship with, uh, some numbers and, Many people are suggesting the number three as Mickey ears, but it's a number three. Um, There's nothing attached to it, just the number three, and they're claiming that as a hidden Mickey. And also uh, the cloud formation is a uh, Von Karman vortices, which are swirling clouds. Mm. Uh, You could pick that as a hidden Mickey. They're, They're not connected. They're three swirls that are near each other, which is why I didn't add it into the hidden Mickey section.
1: One of the hidden Mickeys, the one that uh, you said that requires some light after you pass Steve Jobs working on his um, homemade computer. Right. I cannot find that one. And I've looked so many times. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere. I like use my flashlight on my phone. I try to like, look up there and try to find it. I can't find it anywhere.
0: Well, you're looking up because I believe it's um, after the Matrix scene.
1: It's after it? Yes. Okay. Well, I haven't looked at I'm not
0: going to be the person who brings out my flashlight on the ride so i'm not gonna find it
1: well when i took out my flashlight i kind of made sure no one was behind me so I wasn't gonna be distracting anyone type yeah of thing, you know so
0: i do believe i remember the first location um the car that was parked outside that's where the sticker originally was oh really yeah it's not um it's not, it's an actual uh, mickey sticker so why it's did not- they
1: move it why did they even move it over like why did they move it to such a place where it was so hard
0: could have been some employee got mad, huh? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a weird thing. But yeah, Joe, let me know if you do see the sticker. If you want to yeah, be I'm that person go. making everyone mad because you got a uh, LED I sh- flashlight sure
1: sh- <laughs> no, When I bring my flashlight out on my phone, I make sure that there's like no one really around me. If there's people around me, I don't do it. So I really don't have any stories to share about Spaceship Earth, but I do remember kind of going when I was younger with my grandfather. And, um, you know, this, it was probably like, what, 1987 when I, when I went with him and uh, just experiencing that as a child with my family it was it was a good, it's, it's it's a good experience alex you have a memory you kind of like chuckling over there yeah
2: yeah i have a memory um my school went to epcot as a, as a field trip and i don't like roller coasters okay now i never went to epcot before with my family i never rode that ride I was friends with a girl who I liked, and she was like, hey, let's go on this ride. I said, is it a roller coaster? She said, no, it's not a roller coaster. And I know people sometimes lie to you and say, you know, it's not a roller coaster. And then you go, you know what? This is going really high. I think it's a roller coaster.
0: The no no lap bars didn't give it a... No, because I didn't think
2: that far. I was young. But we got on that ride, and as soon as it started going upwards, I started to freak out. I was like, are you... I, I mean, straight... Not like complete cry meltdown, but I had a meltdown where I was like, "This just happened to me. You got me in this roller coaster inside this ball." How old and are you? And this is, I think, I'm thinking, I want to say like fourth, fifth, fourth grade, okay, maybe fifth good. grade. And I was just like, "Are you like this? Is like I was terrified this would become a roller coaster." Perfect
0: excuse to hold her hand. You were scared.
2: And so then, when it was not after like after we were ascending forever, it felt like I was like, "Maybe this isn't a roller coaster." But definitely that scene of me freaking out about it being a roller coaster and not being a roller coaster was not going to help my chances of <laughs> hanging out with this girl outside of school.
1: Can you imagine having like the facial recognition at that point? His face <laughs> going up to think, like, <laughs> like freaking out.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, then when you get to the end of the ride, you <laughs> see that pale white face. Do you have any memories? Same as Joe. Um, no, uh, it was up until recently I didn't appreciate the ride as much. It was more of a napping place. <laughs> Take a nice long nap uh, while you go through. Um, But no, I do appreciate seeing the history of how everything has evolved. I don't appreciate the fact that the um, Egyptians uh, made something called taxes. That would be nice if they wouldn't have done that. But... (laughs) Everything else, I um, just see the historical value in.
1: So where are people going to get money to fix roads and stuff if there's no taxes? That's that's for another podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to mention that. But what I am going to mention, though, is that, you know, usually when you first enter the park at the beginning of the day, the line for the, for the ride, Spaceship Earth, is really long. At the end of the day, people are leaving. They're getting on it. So the best time, I, I think, to get on the ride is either through a fast pass or by just going randomly throughout the day.
2: Yeah. Because the way that park's set up, you're either walking around starting from Canada or you walk around starting with Mexico. So if you were to somehow rush your way to Germany and then walk your way back and get back around middle day, Epcot the line probably would be low.
0: That is the only park that basically dumps you right into a ride when you enter the park. All the other parks you have to take a little pass to get to the first ride. This is dead center. I do believe that I was always told as a kid, if I get lost,
2: go to the ball. But it's definitely that image of the ball when you drive up to to Epcot is definitely an, a fun thing to see.
1: So that's the Hiz on Spaceship Earth. If I made any mistakes or if you want to add any tidbits about Spaceship Earth, please do so on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at dishis 65 Share your memories about Spaceship Earth. Did we miss any Hidden Mickeys? Let us know. Links to the social media accounts are in the show's description. Please follow us, like us, review us, share us. Also check out our sponsors Ohana Adventures Travel. They do a great job planning Disney trips and they love Disney as much as I do and it shows through their planning. They are booking a New Year's Eve cruise so you might want to check that out because Disney cruises are the absolute best. A couple of years ago I went on my first Disney cruise with the Ohana Adventures Travel family. I believe it was their first cruise also. Both families had a great time. One of her children got picked to be Chip in the Beauty and the Beast musical, On the Dream, which was absolutely amazing. If you don't plan your travels with them, follow them on social media at Ohana Adventures Travel. Let them know that Diz His sent you their way. I'm one of your hosts, Joe. I'm
0: Alex. I'm Adam.
1: Have a magical week, and we'll see you next time.